Wake up, America. It's Morning Air with John Morales. Si, senor. Sarah Tafoya. Hey, it's my mom. Mama. And Glenn Leverins. This is Morning Air on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Good morning and welcome back to a brand new hour of Morning Air on the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Happy First Friday. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverins and studio producer Sarah Tafoya. Thanks so much for making us a part of your morning wherever you may be out there across America and beyond, uh, listening to us here on Relevant Radio and the new Relevant Radio app. A little bit later this hour, if you're a football fan, uh, you're going to definitely want to uh, check this one out. So we're going to talk football, faith, and Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the 49ers uh, with Father Richard Rocha, the chaplain of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's coming up at 736 Central. Now, today, the Catholic Church is celebrating the presentation of the Lord. This ancient feast goes back to the early church, and it's also known as Candlemas, fulfilling numerous Old Testament prophecies by the offerings of the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, and the prophecy of Simeon. The life of Christ begins to point towards his resurrection. As Glenn just mentioned, today is also Groundhog Day, and we have news on what Puxatani Phil actually did. Did he or did he not see his shadow? There were 45,000 folks on hand, and we will chat all about it here momentarily. Now, can you believe that Lent starts in only 12 days, and this year, Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day. Do you want a transformative Lent for you and your family? Watch Father Rocky's Lenten Lessons on the Mass for bite-sized glimpses into every prayer and word from the sign of the cross to the final blessing. Get these free video lessons every day of Lent from Ash Wednesday to Holy Saturday, straight into your inbox, sponsored in part by the National Center for Padre Pio. Transform your 40 days with 40 lessons and with Father Rocky's weekly Eucharistic encounters at relevantradio.com slash Lent. That's relevantradio.com slash Lent. I want to bring in Glenn and Sarah once again. Uh, Glenn, uh, we're going to tell you what happened uh, with uh, Puxatani Phil, but uh, before we get to him, what are a few of the uh, big stories making headlines here this hour on this Friday morning? You know, the Biden administration, of course, have been in support of Israel for the most part, uh, sending lots of aid as well, military aid to Israel in their fight against Hamas since the uh, surprise attack October 7th, but also getting a lot of grief from the Democratic base here at home. So the Biden administration imposing sanctions against Israeli settlers in the West Bank. The president uh, signed a new executive order that will implement new measures to address actions that undermine peace, security and stability in the West Bank. That's uh, John Kirby, National Security Council spokesman. Uh, he said the executive order would allow for financial sanctions and visa bans against four individuals directly involved in attacking and displacing Palestinian civilians in the West Bank. It's uh, a way the administration trying to show that they're responding to the Palestinian cause as well. There were several uh, media reports that the U.S. is preparing to carry out uh, a series of strikes in Iraq and Syria in response to the attack in Jordan that killed uh, three U.S. service members. Uh, Glenn, uh, what do we know? What's the latest? Well, the attacks uh, said to be approved by the president already, and, uh, you know, it's unusual in warfare to kind of telegraph everything you're planning on doing, but uh, 
word is it, it'll be striking at some of those militia camps in Syria and Iraq that are backed by Iran, but not striking in Iran directly. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, they have dialed down those attacks uh, ever since uh, the events of last weekend that killed three U.S. service members. Uh, meanwhile, on a much uh, happier and lighter note, uh, we uh, have an announcement to make here, Sarah. Didn't have enough time for an actual, sorry about that, a uh, horn. But yes, we have found out the results of everyone. I know, bated breath, we teased, and then we teased, and then we teased, and now we're actually going to tell you. So here we go. Gentlemen, are you ready? Phil! 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 It's Punxsutawney Phil! Okay, we have a decision. Hear ye, hear ye! Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. But what this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day! An early spring is on the way! Yeah, you, if you thought our t- teasing was horrible, you should have listened to the actual live broadcast. They teased for so long. I didn't. That, that <laughs> proclamation was longer than the Emancipation Proclamation. It was. I was like, seriously. I did. You're welcome. I trimmed it up for you. Yeah. Sarah, I so much appreciate you uh, <laughs> monitoring the activities of uh, little Puxatani Phil here this morning uh, with much anticipation and lots of teasing. You know, I didn't realize that 45,000 people. Uh, show up to see this little guy and uh, that was it's a huge crowd uh, lots of hoopla lots of lot of festivities and uh, this is only the 21st time um, since 1886 uh, that uh, Phil has not seen his shadow can you believe it yeah, that's crazy you know you just don't know the track record you know we we all say, you know I would like to know uh, based on that, and then how accurate it is in reality, that's always the thing. But you know what? It, what I find interesting is that um, Phil's not the only little groundhog out there with with fame and notoriety. In fact, um, you know, in Staten Island, Chuck is uh, the groundhog there who has his own prediction. It did line up with Phil, so I'm, that's interesting. Okay, but then there's a third one. Now, now, Chuck is not a woodchuck. He's actually, <laughs> he's actually uh, of the same species as a Puxatani sure, yeah, Phil. Just, it, it, confusing <laughs> with the name, but it's, it makes sense. If you're from Staten Island, I imagine there's quite a few Chucks, so it makes sense. Georgia also, General Beauregard Lee, he is also the groundhog that comes out, and he kind of gives a prediction as well. I'm not, unclear if they all speak groundhoggies, but um, they all made the same prediction. So I wonder if, you know, I'm, I'm, they're in very different parts of the country, so it's not like they had like a little meet and greet and hung out and then went back to their uh, regular locale and said, hey, we're all going to be on the same page, but they were. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's a pretty good odds. Maybe spring is coming pretty close. That's the, nice. You I know, like that. I'm thinking we ought to have our own, uh, say, what if we had our own uh, Lincolnshire John and we can uh, send John out to the parking lot to see if he sees his shadow. What do you think, John? You're kind of our, our mascot for Relevant Radio. You can run out there with a little enthusiasm and see what you can see. Uh, as long as I don't slip and fall on the ice, which of which we have none this morning. Well, there you go. So will John slip or not slip? No slip, early spring. And he no slip today, so he lines up with Puxatani. So that's great.
It is uh, so much fun to talk about the uh, little Puxitani uh, Phil. And uh, like I said, I, I can't get over the, the attention that this little guy uh, uh, brings. And, and, and actually, so much fun and joy to so many people. I mean, these people were partying this morning. You know, 45,000, that's more people that fit into Wrigley Field, the home of the Chicago Cubs, to see a Major League Baseball game. Well, maybe if the, the Cubs, you know, uh, unlock the beer coolers at uh, six in the morning, they might have the same same experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, tons of media on hand. I'm sure that, that, you know, the media has to get special credentials just to be uh, close uh, to uh, Phil doing his thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's a fun day. I think everyone is just to be there. You should have seen the number of uh, phones that were videotaping this. I was just thinking... When are you re-watching this? And who are you showing it to? Everyone's already seen it. <laughs> They've already watched it on TV. So what are you, vid- you know, it's like you're videotaping your kids' recital. Okay, you'll, you know, play that back later. Oh, look at how cute you were. Why? Are- when are you going to be replaying this video? And who are you? Oh, isn't Puxatani so cute? I mean, I don't know that that's really what's going to happen. But, you know, you're... To these live reporters all there, all the people. And you know, if you, I, got to, I got to thinking, guys, how John often was the, the stunt reporter during his sports days a lot. And uh, there was a station I was at, and I was, uh, you know, the program director, so I could dictate, you know, who did what to a degree, including wow. having our morning guy dress up in a groundhog costume and, and pop out of a manhole cover on Groundhog Day. And uh, the poor guy, when they, you know, he had to have the the head of the groundhog costume off to kind of fit in and out of, you know, where he was in the manhole cover. And then when they took the cover off, all the kind of the gunk around the manhole cover fell down into his costume. He was not a happy groundhog that day. I don't recall if he saw his shadow or not, but he was not that happy. Then we also gave away groundhog in terms of uh, pork sausage for bunches of listeners that day, too. So... Ah, the memories of ground. Great Day memories, uh, uh, Glenn. Yeah. You know what? It reminds me of my Fox 2 Detroit days uh, as a sports it. reporter. You know, I went out to a golf course, uh, uh, <laughs> one of those big uh, PGA golf courses uh, in the Detroit area, and uh, actually did a story on uh, chasing down the groundhogs that they actually had. And I remember doing an on-camera bit where I'm actually on my knees looking down there, and I'm talking into the hole, are you in there? Come out, come out, with the little microphone, and we're Splicing in footage uh, from uh, uh, Caddyshack, of course. Oh, buddy. You guys had a blast. Uh, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Great, well, I'm just stuff. glad that, Glenn, you are not the uh, program director here because I have not been asked to do anything so crazy <laughs> or silly. And, I, you know, I probably would say yes because I'm, I'm strange like that. I would jump right in and do something weird like that. So I'm glad, hey, uh, program directors of Rolling Radio, don't <laughs> even think about it because if I get triple dog dared, it's over. I'm in. All right. Once again, if you're just joining us, uh, Puxatani Phil did not see a shadow, so that means that spring is right around the corner. So, as always, thanks so much, uh, Sarah and uh, Glenn. Hey, sir, thank you. We start every hour here on Morning Air, always in prayer, always giving thanks to our Lord for all the many blessings through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary. And of course, we continue to pray for peace in the world, especially in the Middle East and Ukraine. We also pray for peace in our nation that is so divided these days and uh, peace in our church and peace in our families. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. 
Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of the unborn, and patroness of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, pray for us. And we always invoke the Holy Spirit when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And on Fridays, I always, always remind you about the sacred heart of Jesus, as well as the passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ, something to, for us to think about and meditate on Fridays. And our power scripture from the Playbook of Life this morning is from James 1.12. The Apostle St. James writes, Blessed is the man who endures trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. As Catholics, we need to understand the redemptive value of trials and of suffering. Many of us have not actually been taught what suffering really is all about or how to bear it. The Lord gives us trials to test our faith. He always gives us the grace to bear our sufferings if we only ask him. We can unite our small little crosses to the big cross of Christ on Calvary. And we always pray with great confidence that prayer from the Chapel of Divine Mercy Jesus, I trust in you. We need to take a short pause when we come back. Uh, Carol and Pete Tomaselli, uh, community coordinators of Retrovi of Chicago, will be with us uh, live in studio to talk about the five Ds for a healthy marriage. So stay with us as Morning Air continues here on this first Friday on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. More of Morning Air. Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. No, that's okay. Thank you. Yes, we've been having some fun with Puxatani Phil. He did not see his shadow, so spring is right around the corner. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's great to be with you here on Relevant Radio and the new Relevant Radio app on this Friday, this first Friday, also the feast of the presentation of the Lord known as Candlemas. You can send us an email directly, as always. It's morningair at relevantradio.com. And uh, jot down our number and save it in your phone if you you want to be part of the program, it's 888-914-9149, Now, calling all married or engaged couples or people who want to get married one day, uh, do you desire a healthy marriage is the question here uh, this morning. There are some practical things that all of us can do to strive for a healthy marriage. Joining us live in studio is Carol and uh, Pete Tomaselli, community coordinators of Retrovi of Chicago to discuss the five D's for a healthy marriage. Pete and Carol draw from their experience of attending a Retrovi weekend uh, back in August of 2012, 12 years ago. Uh, they have three adult sons, uh, two daughter-in-laws, and a grandson uh, that recently arrived uh, in October. Good morning, uh, Carol and Pete. Uh, happy Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. It's uh, great to be with the two of you. Good morning. We're really glad to be here. Thank you. And I know you guys just came straight over from Mass already. We sure did. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful thing. That's actually, you know, a, a part of a healthy marriage. So, it is. I forgot to bring my candles. There you go. <laughs> they were asking if anybody brought a candle, and it was going to change the format of the Mass if you brought candles. 
Well, there's always next year, <laughs> for sure. Um, looking like you a know, true Cub fan. For, for the two of you, yeah, exactly, like a Cub fan. <laughs> Based on, on in your experience, uh, for, for the two of you, um, what do you think a healthy marriage actually looks like? We'll start with uh, Carol. Well, I believe a healthy marriage enjoys friendship and intimacy, um, good communication, respect, and appreciation for each other's differences, um, it's nice when you have fun together and enjoy each other's company. And then I think having a shared mission is always super helpful. So anyway, when the kids were yet little, it was easy to have a shared mission. And now that the kids are kind of grown, um, you know, the shared mission, a lot of it has become this marriage and focusing on how we can improve it. And then understanding that marriage is under attack. Like, what can we do? What's our part? How is God calling us to help serve um, other married couples. So here we are. And, and Pete, uh, obviously faith is so important. You guys just came back from Mass, as, as we just mentioned. That, that's, that's also part of a healthy marriage. That's a non-negotiable, in my opinion. Um, when Carol and I plan things, even you know down to our vacations, our vacations are always like, okay, now how are we going to get to Mass and how are we going to manage this? And you know, keeping our, our faith life and our prayer life active, um, uh, is all, is integral. This morning, uh, we're we're going to chat uh, here uh, about the five D's for a healthy marriage. I had never really thought of it that way, that, that there are five D's. All right, Carol, uh, tell us f- first, big picture, what are those five D's? Well, it's desire, dialogue, discuss, decide, and do. <laughs> he always has and For you guys who are familiar with dodgeball, it is not dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. <laughs> and those are only four anyway. So. Right. Yes, uh, I, I, it reminded me, it made me think of the, the killer bees of Bagwell and Bijou back in the, the Houston Astros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but this is, this is a good way to think about it, the, 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 the uh, five Ds. Pete, why don't we, uh, why don't we take a look and, uh, and, and chat about that first D, a desire. Uh, let's chat about the importance of I'm gonna, desire. I'm going to forego, I'm going to kind of default to Carol for this at the, at the, well, at the beginning. Well, it's really just that we recognize a need for change. And so why do people want to come to Retrovi? They want their marriage to be better. Um, so I wanted my marriage to be different. And fortunately for me, I found Relevant Radio that gave me the desire for positive changes in my relationship. No. And, w- and when you talk desire. about desire, you know, it's, it's, it's got to begin in the heart. It, it's not just uh, in, in the brain. You, you got to really, at the heart level, want to make a change, uh, Pete. Well, there's no question about that. And, um, you know, as a, for, for me, I was kind of, you know, very status quo with uh, the way our marriage was at a particular point and um, was just kind of going along to get along type of thing. But that's not always healthy. Uh, in fact, it's probably counterproductive to a good marriage and, and to a great relationship. And so um, I'm thankful that uh, my wife was uh, interested enough to see a need for improvement and to kind of put those into action. What uh, if only one of the spouses desires a healthy marriage or, or wants to change or improve uh, their marriage? Does that make the situation a lot more complicated? Well, it certainly did. And so I can just, I use my own experience. And so this desire, like there was a point where, you know, I was 
actually contemplating divorce. It didn't seem like he wanted to, you know, move in the direction that I was looking at. And um, thankfully, you know, Relevant Radio, um, you know, gave me ways of um, changing me to be maybe a little more attractive. I think when I was originally asking to go on a retrovi weekend, I probably was nagging. Um, and so, um, you know, in listening to Relevant Radio, I was able to find God's plan in things for us. And so, um, I don't know, finally, I don't know what it was, honey. Well, you know, I mean, we had been um, going to a marriage counselor for an hour a week for years um, and did not see much improvement in our relationship, you know. And so, you know, we're talking about um, the five D's and the and the killer B's, and we, we have to absolutely remember the three R's, Retrovi and Relevant Radio, and those things really came through for us and, you know, Carol's interest in that and her desire to keep our marriage healthy and to keep it uh in line with God's will for us was was kind of uh, paramount. I love that. Uh, genius, uh, Pete, uh, the three R's, uh, Retrovi and Relevant Radio. In fact, speaking of Retrovi, want to invite our listeners, if you have a, a sincere desire to change and improve your marriage, if you've saved your marriage, thanks to Retrovi, we would love to hear from you. We're taking your calls for uh, Carol and Pete uh, on our Catholic Order of Forsters uh, toll-free line, uh, 888-914-9149. That's 888 888-914- one four nine one four nine. So much to talk about, so little time. What's the second D for a healthy marriage, uh, Carol? Well, the second D. This is Carol throwing her voice. <laughs> the second D is to, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Pete. Is, is something called dialogue. It's just you know speaking back and forth at a feelings level, um, and that's kind of something that's uh, that's retrovi helps you to develop in your marriage over the weekend. So after attending my Retrovi weekend, I realized that I felt dissatisfied and unheard in my marriage. Um, so I had to learn to address the feelings and kind of like describe them to my husband. So rather than my old me was nagging and repeating myself the same thing, like, why wouldn't you go? Why won't you go? So um, this was a, a, the communication tool has been super helpful for us to uncover our feelings and our unmet needs and properly communicate them. I, I got to believe that uh, it's frustrating when one's feelings are not uh, being recognized. Well, you know, I'm not really wired uh, for feelings. Uh, and so that was kind of a big um, adjustment for me. And it was a, a big revelation when I kind of became more aware. Um, and it actually works well uh, for guys who are kind of like me, uh, in that regard, in that, um, you know, it, it, it just kind of, when I became a little bit more in touch with mine and with Carol's, uh, I was able to understand her a lot better and able to realize that sometimes my intent didn't always, um, wasn't always what was expressed by her reactions. And so um, I was able to realize that regardless of what my intent was, you know, there, it was going to elicit feelings like uh, like it would, and then I'd be able to understand Carol at a deeper level, and that was that was great. Which leads us to the third D uh, for a healthy marriage. So the third D is uh, um, that we learned that if you want to change, um, 
you have to discuss the the feelings that you've uncovered. So you'll you'll have this dialogue and you'll learn these feelings and you'll share them with each other. And then you have to kind of have discussion about that. And having that discussion um, really kind of opens things up to um, uh, a little more clear communication. So when we talked about, you know, our discussion then was, um, what are our options if we go to Retrovi? And so do we attend a week? a weekend when our kids are off to college and keep it a secret? Or we discussed, you know, would it be better if we let them know that we were going to go to work on our marriage? And so, you know, we, we discussed the, the pros and cons of what was going to be a better fit for us. And uh, making a decision to make a decision is another <laughs> one of the keys. Uh, I believe that's the, the fourth D. Well, the fourth D is... Um, to decide and that decision is always is always um, difficult you know um, we had uh, well Carol and I were kind of in in uh, in the muck at that point and uh, we were trying to to get ourselves out of things and uh, we were very successful in in doing so um, and using the uh, using the retrovi outline, using the retrovi skills and tools, um, really was kind of. Uh, I mean, you have to be there to to really appreciate it, and and I just can't uh, um, overemphasize the the fact that you know you have to you have to get in there and work. Exactly, and uh, leads us to the f- uh, the fifth D, uh, which involves action, doing. So desire, dialogue, discuss, decide, and do. And if you desire to do things and you dialogue about them and you discuss them and you make a decision and you don't do anything, you just frustrate the whole process. Carol, I know you're uh, extremely grateful uh, to uh, the good folks at Retrovi. If if someone wants to get involved, if they want to know more about Retrovi and maybe go to a weekend retreat, what can they do? Well, Retrovi has a program almost every single weekend. For example, tonight in Milwaukee, I know our friends are hosting a weekend up there um, and actually throughout the world. And the best way to reach um, uh, Retrovi is this website, helpourmarriage.org. And then it kind of like leads you to um, what state you want to go to, um, where, what country. And so retrovise aligned with the teachings of the Catholic Church. And I was just so glad that I took action to improve my marriage. It was really the smartest move that I made, you know, with Relevant Radio letting me, you know, seek God's will in my life instead of what I was looking for. It was uh, a way of keeping the promise that I made before God at the altar 34 years ago. And by the grace of God, here we are. Um, being able to share, you know, marriage is not easy. It's not um, the, 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 the easiest relationship, but it's the most important one. And that's one that Pete and I realized that, you know, we have conflicts because we care so much. And that's why there's going to be conflicts. Well, I appreciate the both of you coming in here in studio on this Friday morning to uh, 
tell us all about the five Ds, and I, and I love uh, your term, uh, the three R's, uh, <laughs> Retrovi and Relevant Radio. Carol and Pete, uh, as always, thanks so much uh, for being with us. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Always, uh, always a joy. Uh, Carol and Pete Tomaselli, Community Coordinators of Retrovi of Chicago. We need to take a, sh- a short time out. When we come back, Father Richard Rocha, the chaplain of the Kansas City Chiefs, will be with us uh, to talk football, faith, and Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the 49ers, a rematch of Super Bowl 54. Who do you think will win the Lombardi Trophy? Uh, Stay with us. We are headed down the stretch on this Friday edition of Morning Air on Relevant Radio and the new and improved Relevant Radio app. No, it's been a heck of a year. Um, we've been underdogs for the last few games, um, but we never feel like underdogs. Uh, we got a lot of guys on this team that know how to win. Um, and when playoffs came around, I knew we were going to make it happen. And uh, now we're in the Super Bowl, and the job's not done. we got to go out there into Vegas and uh, play a great team and see if we can go out there and get the Super Bowl. Shout out to Jerry Rice, baby. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and believe it, <laughs> you got to fight for your right to Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada. To go get us another one. And that was a very enthusiastic uh, Travis Kelsey. And before that, Patrick Mahomes, the stars of the Kansas City Chiefs, celebrating another trip to the Super Bowl. Welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us uh, here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Uh, jot down our number if you want to be part of the program. It's 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. Now, we are uh, talking uh, football, faith, and the upcoming. Super Bowl. Uh, Brock Purdy and uh, the number one uh, seeded San Francisco 49ers will square off with Patrick Mahomes and the third seeded Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 coming up Sunday, February 11th in Las Vegas. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54 in 2020, won by the Chiefs 31 to 20. Now, last Sunday in the NFC title game, the San Francisco 49ers came back from 17 points down to defeat the Detroit Lions 34 30 to clinch a spot in the Super Bowl for the eighth time as heard on Fox and the 49ers radio network. Now it's Gibbs trying to get to the edge. Gets a block from the corner. Makes a man miss. Gibbs hits at the five. Touchdown, Detroit! Mitchell is in. They give it to Mitchell off the right side. Pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! As he takes the ball high in the air. It ricochets around. George Kittle has got it. And the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Yes, indeed. And in the AFC championship game, uh, the underdog uh, defending champion Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens 17-10 as heard on the Chiefs radio network. Mahomes to throw against the four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelce. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. But the story of this game in the second half, the Chiefs defense, a flip by Richie James Jr. That means this game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs 
have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. You got to love the call on the Chiefs radio network. Uh, the Kansas City with a chance to win back-to-back championships uh, since uh, the New England Patriots did it back in 2003 and 2004. Joining us live is Father Richard Rocha, the Catholic chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs, to talk about his role as a chaplain and this upcoming Super Bowl 58. Father Rocha serves as the pastor of St. Robert Bellarmine Catholic Church in Blue Springs, Missouri, and he's also the chaplain for the Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Police Department. Good morning, Father Rocha. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, It is such a great joy to be with you once again. Hey, John, it's great to be with you again just a a year later. So uh, it looked a little doubtful, but uh, boy, what a a great playoff uh, ride that the Chiefs have been on. So well, I hope you enjoyed the, the, those highlights to set the stage for for our discussion. And you know, b- before we talk about uh, the the big game, uh, uh, as a former high school and college football coach, how special is it for you to be the chaplain the chaplain of the Chiefs uh, heading into uh, uh, yet another Super Bowl? In fact, uh, for the fourth time in the last five years. Yes, uh, and I've only been to to three of them. Uh, well, this will be my third. So. Um, I did not go to the one where we lost to Tampa Bay. So it was the COVID and the, the, the restrictions were, were heightened and, and all that. So, uh, but no, this is great. I, I, I just, uh, every once in a while, I always like to mention whether it be in the homily or what have you. And it was a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, how I, I, God just, uh, you know, he writes straight with crooked lines and, and, uh, yes, I had the goal and I even, mentioned this in my homily that, uh, even specifically that, I, yes, I, I knew I was, uh, supposed to be a, a football coach and teach and get married and have a huge family. And, and, uh, uh it was the mass. So the mass that kind of drew me close, uh, to that, but even with that goal, you know, every coach, you know, to high school level and then maybe the college level, and then maybe one day, uh, you know, coach on the professional level and, and, and to win championships. And, uh, obviously my, my goal and dream was to be coaching on a on a professional football team and and winning championship rings and but uh so god god had other plans so God is good. Uh, Father Rocha, can you share with us uh, your role as uh, the chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs? A lot of folks don't really uh understand exactly what a chaplain does. Yes, uh, and and mainly the, the 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 source of everything would be uh, having uh, mass available uh, for the Catholic uh, players and the Catholic staff, the coaching staff, and uh, it's always the night before uh, the the game, and it's at a hotel uh, here at, uh, when we're home, and um, uh, to, to be available for confessions, to be available for available for any counseling. Um, I've had a couple weddings uh, of a couple of the players uh, and uh, have done some baptisms in the past years. So um, it's just a, a blessing to have that, uh, that Catholic presence, uh, you know, with them, because I, you know, I always share with them, you know, yes, you're in the spotlight. And now, you know, uh, Mitch Holt is, first of all, by the way, is, is awesome. We, we actually shut the TV off. I had some people over and we listened to, to Mitch the last, last two or three minutes. So, uh, it was great uh, that, that uh, to, to have that opportunity, but um, but no, uh, just to, to be available for that. And 
I, uh, uh, somebody asked, do you travel with the team? And, and no, the, the, uh, there's a team chaplain who runs a, a Protestant service and, and, um, he's, uh, uh, more connected, uh, you know, in that way. And then, then, um, the team priest. So, um, so the only, really the only away games they've taken me to is, is the Super Bowl, so uh, which is great. I'm, I'm so grateful to God, and just uh, just laugh and to know that you know we can never outdo God in generosity. Father Rocha, uh, obviously, you know, with, with a Protestant chaplain, um, the Protestant players can go to, uh, to him. Uh, but do you ever? Uh, get asked by some of the non-Catholic uh, players, maybe uh, for a spiritual perspective? Yes, uh, that does happen. There's, there's a couple of times during the season that I'll get to go on the field before game, uh, before home game, and and um, had, uh, yes, had one um, ask for a blessing, and it was, uh, yeah, it was just very, very it was humbling, uh, but sounded like a very, very dedicated Christian, and, and uh just, I guess, recognizing the collar on the sideline, I guess, uh, uh, may have stirred him to do that. So, Well, Father Rocha, as you well know, uh, you have a very uh, spe- special player as a member of the Chiefs, uh, a very serious Catholic, and we're talking about Chiefs place kicker Harrison Butker, who kicked the game-winning field goal in last year's uh, Super Bowl in dramatic fashion. He also did it in the AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, we had a chance to talk uh, to Harrison about his faith, and he- listen to what he had to say about the Brown scapular when he joined us here on Morning Air. I started wearing the scapular in college, and then I would take it off for games, though. I would never wear it, you know, when I was showering, didn't wear it for the games, didn't wear it throughout my entire NFL career until this season. And the scapular never popped out at all, all season, except for the biggest kick of my career, the game-winning Super Bowl kick. It popped out, and I just think that was such a, a great witness to Our Lady, and I think she wanted to be center stage, and she wanted everyone to understand her role in our salvation, that she's here to help us, that she's here to lead us to Christ, and the brown scapular is this amazing aid that she's handed down to us that I think we should all take advantage of and lean on her to help us be with our Lord forever. Father Rocha, your reaction? Oh gosh, he's uh, first of all, what a what a wonderful wonderful young man, husband and father, uh, just truly truly de- devoted in his faith, and and uh, I remember going up to training camp and doing doing mass just for him. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he was the only one that really, uh, you know, Sunday obligations and what have you, and it's tough with with uh, training camp happening and and just you know the practice and you know two and three and four times a day and film and what have you, but. Uh, but no, just it's a nice, uh, what, it's a great relationship, and he just uh, truly uh, makes that presence known. And uh, yeah, he's been lights out, you know, uh, ever since uh, last Super Bowl. So, uh, no, what a blessing it is to to have him uh, on on the team there. Father Rocha, what really impressed uh, me uh, in, in chatting uh, with Harrison Butker last year is how he, he spent a, a number of days um, in a monastery uh, giving thanks to the Lord after winning the Super Bowl, uh, giving thanks to the Lord, not going uh, to Disneyland or, or anything else. I mean, it, it was just unbelievable, the, the level of faith that, that Harrison Butker has. It's phenomenal. It really is. And uh, I just, uh, we visited briefly about that uh, over the summer and and uh, he truly, uh, truly is a, a great witness uh, to the faith, and 
And so I just, I'm just so uh, pleased, pleased not only at his trust in God and, and uh, especially through the Brown scapular. And of course that made, made uh, social media uh, all over the place when it, it, it did pop out there on that kick. But, uh, uh, but no, he's uh, yeah, I'm just so blessed to, uh, to know him and, and just blessed to, uh, to be able to, uh, be in that relationship with him and, and working and directing ourselves toward God. And uh, the way uh, these NFL uh, championship games go, uh, you never know when he may have to have ice water in his veins and kick yet another game-winning field goal. Amen, yes. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's awesome that, to know that, in fact, from the injury, I believe, the beginning of the year, was that last year? I can't remember now. It's all... It's all mind-boggling now, but uh, just juggled. But uh, but no, he just uh, he's a he's a heck of a competitor, and and he competes for Christ, and and uh, just again wants to wants to uh, you know, know him, love him, and serve him in this world to in order to be happy with him in the next. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to root for a guy who uh, prays Hail Marys as he's warming up uh, with his kicks, kicking him into the net before he goes and takes the field. So we're, we're definitely uh, pulling uh, for Harrison Butker and all his teammates. Uh, let's talk about the big game here uh, in the moments that we have. Uh, of course, you're going to be there. Uh, this is a, a big deal on the, on the worldwide stage. Uh, hundreds of millions of people will be watching. What is uh, the overall feeling uh, of uh, the Chiefs uh, as uh, they get ready to take on the top seeded the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, it's uh, I always uh, after mass, uh, uh, I, I always say let's get after it, and uh, you know they they again they smile and, and and all that. It's it's good to have some uh, background in order to know uh, you know kind of get an idea of their their position, but uh, but yes, it's been you know being underdogs and, and underdogs now in the Super Bowl as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a little unusual, uh, you know, for for the for the Chiefs, but but wow, they they've really just turned it up a notch. And and I always said when I was coaching, you know, if you if you start winning, you know, then you get used to winning. And even in bad situations, you you know you end up on top in the end. And and uh, again, because they're hungry and they uh, were taking the criticisms and what have you and. And um, you know, not even making the playoffs uh, in the middle of the season was was uh, some of the you know again announcers and, and former coaches and what have you uh, just really doubting. But uh, but this team's really turned it up uh, at the right time. And uh, you always want to do that. We want to you know you want to be at your highest performance. You know when the uh, playoffs come. So uh, I'm just so pleased to, to still be a part of that and uh, in a small way and. Uh, uh, and to be able to, uh, to to relish in that victory. Well, Father Rocha, as you well know, it's it's not uh, where you start, it's where you finish, just like in our Catholic faith. Uh, Chiefs uh, quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and tight end Travis Kelsey, of course, they have led the way. In fact, I was so impressed with uh, Mahomes giving thanks to God in the postgame uh, after uh, the big uh, win over the Ravens. But the Chiefs' defense has been amazing, just outstanding. Uh, your thoughts on the importance of uh, a total team effort uh, in this rematch of the of uh, with the 49ers which which is really a, a rematch of 50, of Super Bowl 54. Right. Uh Steve Spagnuolo does does a wonderful job uh with schemes and what have you. Um yeah, he just uh again, you know, the game before uh the, the, the 
the before the uh, Baltimore ga- uh, game, you know, uh, again, Lamar Jackson's a heck of a quarterback, but I, uh, again, to myself said, wow, we need to, you know, we need to knock him off guard. We need to, you know, keep him off balance. And, oh, my goodness, that's just with, with the scheme that, that he had for them, it, uh, for the Chiefs, it just it, it worked so beautifully because he was flustered. And he, you know, wasn't really at that time then was going to, he wasn't going to beat us with his arm. Um, you know, definitely would have beat us with his legs, but uh, uh, you get in a panic mode when you're down and and um, and, and start swinging the ball. So, uh, but no, I, I just a huge shout out to our defense, who's you know uh, definitely definitely much stronger uh, than they've been in the past. Couple of big names for the 49ers quarterback uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, uh, Mister Irrelevant. He was uh, drafted last. Uh, he's got a lot to prove, and of course, their outstanding uh, offensive player, perhaps the best in the NFC, uh, in running back uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, those are uh, two uh, pretty uh, tough guys to beat. Yes. What uh, what wonderful story with uh, with Brock uh, Purdy. I uh, just uh, truly admire. You know that uh, you know for for Mister Irrelevant to uh, you know to uh, uh, Super Bowl quarterback here. So, uh, but no shout out to to them. They they got a great team and and Christian McCaffrey's one of the best um, that I've seen. Um, you know again these past couple seasons. So, uh, but no, it'll be a tough challenge. No, no question about it. Um, your thoughts on the importance of faith in general on on the Chiefs? We know about Harrison Butker, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of guys that have faith and, and and believe that the Lord is with them, even though they are an underdog. Exactly, uh, and you you see it uh, at least. Uh, I get to witness it a little bit throughout the season on the sideline, um, and that. Um, you know, again, they're they're in prayer. They're they're uh, giving glory to God, and and uh, they need that. I you know, again, sharing with uh, my guys and and the and the uh, coaches that are Catholic. You know, hey, you know, this is this is all going to be over. You know, and it's, God has to be that light. Uh, you know, for all of us, and and uh, you know, yeah. Then you know, we we love football, so so God loves football. So <laughs> you used to say that to my. To my when I was a chaplain to our high school kids. So, uh, but no, faith is so important, and, and I'm so glad that uh, that that seems to be taking the spotlight as well on 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 both sides. Uh, Father Rocha, final moment. I know you have to head uh, to mass yourself. Uh, do you think the Chiefs will win uh, yet another Super Bowl to make it back to back? You know, uh, hopeful, but but somewhat confident. So. Uh, I, I'm just so happy that they're in this, but they know how to win. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I'm on, on, on that side, uh, of, of the, of the teams. It's been a, a joy. Thank you so much uh, for being with us. Uh, really appreciated many blessings at uh, Super Bowl 58, Father Rocha. Thank you, John. God bless you. And God bless relevant radio for, for the good uh, continued good work that you do. Thanks again. Father Richard Rocha, the Catholic chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs. And now it's time for another episode of Glenn Story Corner. Our story today is called The Graduate Lesson. The first day of school, our professor introduced himself and challenged us to get to know someone we didn't already know. I stood up to look around when a gentle hand touched my shoulder. 
I turned around to find a wrinkled little old lady beaming up at me with a smile that lit up her entire being. She said, hi, handsome. My name's Rose. I'm 87 years old. Can I give you a hug? I laughed and enthusiastically responded, of course you may. And she gave me a giant squeeze. Why are you in college at such a, a young, innocent age, I asked. She jokingly replied, I'm here to meet her rich husband, get married, have a couple kids, and then retire and travel. No, seriously, I asked. I was curious what may have motivated her to be taking on this challenge at her age. I always dreamed of having a college education, and now I'm getting one, she said. After class, we walked to the student union and shared a chocolate milkshake. We became instant friends. Every day for the next three months, we'd leave class together and talk nonstop. I was always mesmerized listening to this time machine as she shared her wisdom and experience with me. Over the course of the year, Rose became a campus icon, and she easily made friends wherever she went. She loved to dress up and just reveled in the attention bestowed upon her from the other students. She was living it up. At the end of the semester, we invited Rose to speak at her football banquet, and I'll never forget what she taught us. She was introduced and stepped up to the podium. As she began to deliver her prepared speech, she dropped her 3 by 5 cards on the floor. Frustrated and a little embarrassed, she leaned into the microphone and simply said, I'm sorry, I'm so jittery. I gave up beer for Lent, and this whiskey is killing me. I'll never get my speech back in order, so just let me tell you what I know. As we laughed, she cleared her throat and began, We do not stop playing because we grow old. We, we grow old because we stop playing. There are just four secrets to staying young, being happy, and achieving success. You have to laugh and find humor every day. You've got to have a dream, and when you lose your dreams, you die. We have so many people walking around who are dead and don't even know it. There's a huge difference between growing older and growing up. If you're 19 years old and lie in bed for one full year and don't do one productive thing, you'll turn 20. If I'm 87 years old and stay in bed for a year and never do anything, I'll turn 88. Anybody can grow older. It doesn't take any talent or ability. The idea is to grow up by always finding the opportunity and change. Have no regrets. The elderly don't usually have regrets for what we did, but rather for things we did not do. The only people who fear death are those with regrets. She concluded her speech by courageously singing the rose, and then she challenged each of us to study the lyrics and live them out in our daily lives. At the year's end, Rose finished the college degree that she had begun all those years ago. One week after graduation, Rose died peacefully in her sleep. Over 2,000 college students attended her funeral in tribute to the wonderful woman who taught by example, never too late to be all you can possibly be. From Ephesians 5, 15, and 16, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. Thanks so much, uh, Glenn, on this Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Let's honor Jesus and our Blessed Mother Mary by praying and watching the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky and Maggie at 7 p.m. Central tonight. That'll do it for this Friday, February 2nd, 2024 edition of Morning Air. For Glenn, Sarah, Gabby, Young Thomas, our entire Morning Air team, I'm John Morales. Thanks so much for joining us. Let your light shine before all. God bless America. We'll see you Monday on the next Morning Air. Jesus, I trust in you. Have a great weekend.